You're listening to The Talking Point. My name is Oliver Dixon. Lionel Makokotlela is with us this morning. Once again, we'll be talking consumer matters. We really are continuing the conversation we had last week, yes. uh, answering some of your questions. Uh, there was a, one of the last questions that we were dealing with that we didn't quite complete was around uh, pension rebates, Lionel. Do you, yes. do you, it was a caller from Cape Town. Do you just want to recap the question that was? Yes. Um, so actually, this was a pensioner who called to say that he's actually unable to afford uh, the um, the monthly uh, financial obligations that he actually has. Yes. So I suggested that he can actually go to the municipality and actually uh, fill out the forms just so that he can actually get pensioners uh, rebates. Yes, yes, So yes, yes. I took it upon myself to actually go and do further uh, investigations in this regard or research rather uh, to see what sort of criteria would uh, different municipalities use when it comes to rebates for pensioners. And it was actually quite interesting that uh, different municipalities have got different criteria, and also the kind of uh, documents that you would need are quite different. For example, I focused on three uh, metros, uh, such as uh, your city of Cape Town, uh, city of Joburg, yeah. as well as uh, Tswane municipality. And what I found in terms of then the criteria, I find that they are so distinctive, distinct, distinctively different. Yeah. Each database uh, data bundles <laughs> just went. Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, and uh, I just felt that uh, given the fact that uh, most of the time we talk about consumer issues, but we tend to forget about the elderly. So I just mm. felt that, you know what, let me just take it upon myself that I dedicate a few minutes uh, before we start to actually unpack this. And also, we are going to touch base on the um, uh, household, uh, house-headed um, uh, homes where you'd find that parents have perished and then their children actually have to now uh, look after the, fa- uh, the household mm, and mm. they also do qualify for rebates. So I just wanted to actually uh, share that information so that if there are listeners who actually know of situations or people who actually are unable to afford their monthly obligations when yeah. it comes to metro... Uh, their rebates, I mean, when it comes to their rate in taxes, water, electricity, they must actually just give them the information or even in some cases take them to the municipality just so that they can actually share the challenges yeah. uh, with the municipality and give them the forms so that they can actually fill out mm, those forms. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, and and do these forms have names when you get to the municipal office? Yes, it's uh, pensioners or social grounds rebate forms. Ah, so okay. you can actually even get them online. Mm, uh, yes. Mm. So just to start with, uh, with the city of Cape Town, uh, the criteria is that the dependent uh, on a pension or social grant must be 60 years or older, earning 4,500 or less gross income on a monthly. And they quali- those ones who earn 4,500 uh, 4, and less qualify for 100% rates and rebates. Pensioners over f- uh, 60,000 and older earning more than 5000 uh, 4500 and uh, let's say roughly 17500 in that range they qualify for 10 to 95% rate rebate so that is basically the city of cape town's yeah. uh, criteria that they would actually use but when you actually go there you would need to actually have um, um, a supporting documents with the city of cape town you need a proof of income you need your copies of id you need your 
your lease uh, agreement if you owe, uh, you own additional properties. They also want a proof of pension or social grant. They ne- uh, they need proof of investment or dividends. They also need proof of uh, usufruit. That's in the event you own a pro- uh, let's say a farm and you actually renting mm. the farm to someone else. And you also uh, need proof of trust document in the event that you've got a trust in your name. Yeah. They also want a copy of the applicant's ID or proof of income for all owners if the property is registered to multiple owners. So in the event that you're married and uh, the spouse and the other uh, the, the spouse's name also appear, they would also need the ID uh, as well. And if it's in the, it's, it's in the CC, uh, for those who actually wanted to protect their properties, make sure that you've got your documents, your CC documents, uh, which is mm. close cooperation documents. Mm. And uh, in the event that one of the owners passed away, uh, like your spouse, you would need a certificate, a death certificate uh, in that regard. So that is basically with City of Cape Town. Those are the documents that you would need. Hence, I said, the uh, when I actually, uh, invi- uh, when I found the information, Information. I found it quite strange that with the city of Cape Town, you would need that. But then now let's move to then the one that is uh, closer, uh, city of uh, uh, city of Tw- um, city of Twan. Yeah. Uh, with the municipality, they say that you need to be uh, 60 years of age, and uh, to sub- uh, you need to actually submit your proof of um, ID. You need to submit your proof of your monthly income. Um, you need to also make it upon that you stay in the property. The property needs to be registered in your name. And uh, the applicant must make sure that their uh, accounts are up to date. So with regard to your water and electricity uh, and so forth, those accounts need to be up to date before they can actually consider uh, the criteria whether you do qualify mm, or mm. not. And also your property, uh, insofar as the value, it must not exceed $2.5 million. Okay. And I just one thing I want to clear up. Can you apply for this rebate if you're on the indigent program? Yes, you can. Uh, that that is uh, for uh, let li- li- let me just uh, let let's try to explain it. Indigent uh, program. It's basically people uh, child-headed uh, household. They actually also do qualify. Mm. They can actually go to the municipality and actually explain their story, uh, the the situation to then the municipality. What they will actually be given it's a form where they would need to uh, fill out insofar as um, where they are residing. They need to submit their copies of IDs. In the event that you do not have your copies of IDs, for example, let's say your parents passed away or maybe their house might have bent down and you lost all your documents, please go to the Home Affairs so that you can actually get a temporary uh, ID document. And that would actually be also considered when you do then the application. And if possible, go. get the affidavit as a supporting document, for example, to say that you, the house would have bent down and as a result you lost all your documents uh, in the um, in the house burning down. So that's uh, something that they would actually consider. They would also need a proof of income. If that income is, say, a SASA grant in the in the yes. form of a child in household, does that, do you need to provide proof of that income? Yes. 
you need to prov- uh, provide that uh, because they also have a criteria. Uh, like different municipalities have got different criteria in mm. so far as who can actually qualify, who cannot be considered for uh, for for the uh, for the rebates, which I. Personally, I felt that it's a little bit unfair, but uh, that's just uh, my own opinion. And uh, the um, the documents, the household documents, need to also be submitted uh, insofar as then the details of your parents, uh, your late parents or your deceased parents in this regard, uh, your mother or your dad. Make sure that you submit then the uh, certified copies of their death certificates just so that they can actually be um, um they can actually consider your application. So those are just some of the critical things that you would need to actually mm. look after uh, before you uh, approach the, the municipality. In the event that you do not get uh, satisfactory uh, feedback in this regard, you can actually approach your um, your ward councillor and then explain the situation to them. They need to actually assist you in so far as making sure that the municipality consider your application. And in the event that they actually do not uh, actually assist you, you can actually go to then the political affiliation uh, bodies that you mm, might fall mm. under, explain your situation to them. They, they will definitely find someone who can actually help you in that mm. regard. Yes. Mm. Give us a call. 86 0 2032 I just want to ask you, maybe do you want to re- repeat the limit of the amount of rebate you can receive per different municipality? Okay. Uh, with the, for for example, uh, we actually didn't even touch uh, city of Joburg, uh, which is where we are. Uh, with the city of Joburg, uh, for pensioners, uh, let's say if you are between 60 and 69, pensioners uh, on a national security grant, uh, they get 100% rebates. Pensioners whose gross uh, monthly income or earnings are less than 11,305, they get 100% um, uh, percentage rebate subject to criteria. Mm. Pensioners whose uh, gross monthly earnings are higher than 11,305, get less, uh, they get um, 50% rebates. However, uh, with the pension, uh, with the pensioners criteria, you are you need to be the owner of the property in respect of which the uh, the rates are charged. You need to live in the property. You need to be at least sixty years of age. Mm. The total value of the property, uh, as per the general valuation rule, um, needs to not exceed two point five million. Right. So with the city of uh, Johannesburg, they actually have got two pension rebates criteria. If you are 70 years and above, then that's another criteria that you can actually apply for. And obviously, then the criteria would still need uh, would be the same. You need to be then the owner of the property, live in the property. You need to be at least 70 uh, to be at least 70 years and you need to submit a certified uh, ID document. Mm. However, um, when it comes to then the documents, you also need to for the 70 year old, you need to uh, uh provide then your SARS uh, assessment documents and your your proof of your current income uh, needs to be also attached to then the application form that you would be needing to submit. And to those who actually have applied, please make sure that June uh, 2023, the 30th of June, uh, you need to make sure that you approach your uh, respective municipalities and make sure that you renew your application if you applied last year. So you year. have to renew this Every annually? Every year. 
and submit all of that paperwork every and, single year uh, again. Uh, certainly. But in some cases, I, I, I don't know uh, if all municipality would actually still use the, the same criteria in terms of everybody needs to submit all those documents uh, every year. But it's something that you can always find out by going to then the respective municipality and get that information that you would need in this regard. Are the rebate payouts on a monthly, quarterly or yearly basis? They should be monthly. Do they credit it to your municipal uh, account? Yes. Right. So then you would get it for water. You also get it for uh, electricity, and so as well as sewer, as well as rates and tax. Uh, I mean, uh, rates and taxes for your property. Right. So, so, so whatever are, the shortfall is, you have to pay that difference. That's right. So it would also depend on then the criteria that is you fall under. They would actually tell you if then, for example, uh, uh, you don't get 100%, they would then show you then the calculation to simply say how much you are going to be paying on a monthly basis. Right. Give us a call. 086-000-2032. Got a question here. person says, hi, I'm based in Ladysmith. I stay in one Elu Park. I stay in Elu Park based on the water problem we're facing like our service provider, uh, Utukela. Sorry, I think this this question relates to uh, 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 relates to our next conversation. I'm I'm not sure why it's on my screen. <laughs> Apologies for that. Uh, but do send us through your questions. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of this, we're going to take your calls and your voice notes. Give us a call, 086-000-2032, taking your voice notes on 614 Let's go to the lines. Join us, calling us from Sasselberg. Join us, good morning. How are you, Oliver? I'm well, I'm well, join us. Go ahead, sir. Uh, Oliver, I I lost eyesight on the year 2011. I started receiving disability grant from the year 2011. So, 2012... The doctors issued me a, a letter that I must be assisted with housing. Mm-hmm. So last year I got a housing approval letter. Mm-hmm. Up to today, I still don't stay in that house. So it means if I don't stay in my house, according to the, the gentleman, I understand that I cannot benefit from ICC. So I want to understand mm-hmm. sooner. Mm-hmm. As I receive a disability grant, and now I'm not staying at my own place. I'm a tenant where I'm staying. Mm. And now it means I don't benefit from this ITG that I'm supposed to be benefiting. Mm. So how can I be assisted in, in that regard? Very good question. Very, very good question. Lionel? Say, um, okay, thank you so very much for the call. Say. Um, I just wanted to find out, uh, you got an approval letter, but then you did not get the house uh, that was actually uh, supposed to be granted to you. Say, Is that correct? Yes. Say, so have you approached then the um, uh, human settlement uh, offices just to actually find out what happened with regard to your house that was actually due to you? Yes, it's always pillar to post, pillar to post, always. And uh, today I couldn't just hold when Oliver was talking about the housing matter mm, because mm. it's been a long from from 2012. The doctors they provided me with a letter that. National housing must assist me with the house. Yesterday, uh, last year, uh, in April, I was issued with a housing approval letter. Up to today. Since last month, there by you know, still, Ooh, no, Jonas, my, your line is we, cutting quite a bit there. Can you hear me? Oh, your line's choppy there, but I, th- I think you got the gist y- there, right? Yes. Okay, what I'll do... Uh, um, 
uh, Oliver, I will try and get the details of the gentleman because we have touched base on the housing uh, program uh, before mm. and we'll try to assist them as far as possible uh, in so far as actually understanding what transpired in this regard. Mm. And mm. also, if possible, we'll try to request them the copies of the letters that he was given just so that we can, when we approach then the uh, human settlement uh, department or then the housing department that actually granted him the, uh, the house, uh, we actually have proof mm. of what is being uh, what was given to him mm. so that's what we will do on our bit but uh, most of the time uh, these are just some of the challenges that most people or most listeners actually face when people get given things uh, letters for example to say that you do have a housing but when it comes to then the actual house to be delivered it, yeah it, it's never there and in some cases people's properties get to be given to someone else mm. who might actually mm. have bribed someone mm. and uh, in terms of challenging it it becomes a problem and some of the ward councillors don't necessarily want to intervene in this because they might have ki- uh, gotten kickbacks uh, or mm. they might actually know who the person is who is actually given those houses. So those it's it's quite a very complex, uh, but it's something that we would try to assist, but we're not going to take it 100%. We'll just simply uh, send emails and try to find out uh, from then the person who's in charge of then that specific department to say what actually transpired and mm. link them up within the caller. Yeah, That's thanks, thanks a lot do. for that. Thanks a lot. Thank Johnny in Gabecha. Johnny, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, Oliver? Yeah. I, I, replied, well, I, I used to get a rebate. It was, it was substantial. I enjoyed it. And then I converted a outside building on my property into a flatlet. Mm-hmm. I let that flat, flatlet out, and when it came to rebate time ago now, I filled in, I filled in the income from the people there with the bank statements, with the affidavit and all that. And uh, they've come back to me and they said they want to know what the income is mm-hmm. of the people who rent the flat. And uh, I said, why? And I said, it's one of the conditions. You read it. I said, yes, I read it's a condition. But uh, why the income of the people they pay the rent, they're yeah. renting here? It's... And, uh, but anyway, they've, they've turned me down. And these people are moving out the end of the month. They reckon they can't stay like that. Okay. Um, so what, okay. It, it's, it, it's a standard practice that they actually do uh, use because with the um, flat that you are actually renting out, uh, they would consider that as an additional income. So if then uh, you fall outside the criteria, let's say you were getting 100% before, you may find that uh, now uh, the rebate might be simply be in the criteria of, let's say, 90 to 50%. In some cases, it might be below that based on how much you are actually earning from then the rental uh, property that you're letting out. So uh, it's very important that you actually become as transparent as possible just so that they can actually also be as transparent as possible with this uh, with this regard. However, if you're not happy with the explanation that they might be giving you, please do approach the, their offices, um, uh, the municipal offices, and try to speak to somebody in the finance department who can actually take you through their legislation and also show you then how they do then the calculations and uh, give you then, uh, show you then the um, the uh, legislation that actually empowers them to then give you X amount of rebates as per the criteria of what you qualify for. Would that be helpful, sir? My question is, why do they want to know the people at Rentia what their income is? They're not not in a day, and the day they're out, they're working, and they they come back 5 o'clock at night, 
And the next morning, 7 o'clock, they're gone again. Now, the, the re- rebate people want to know the income of these people. Oh. Not the rent that they pay. They've got nothing to do with the rent. They want to know what the income of these people are. Okay. I and don't mind. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. If they can give me a reason. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I think it's also, yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I think there's an issue there because if I had tenants, I can't go to my tenants and be like, hey, I need your pay slips. No, you yeah. can just to see if they qualify for the property because most of the time, let's say you rent out a property and somebody's unable to um, meet to the afford. rental obligation. So that okay, would be fair. reckless yeah. uh, from your part as a landlord. But for then the municipality to want to know the financial position of the uh, tenants, I find it a little bit suspicious. Rather go to then the municipality and try to get somebody from the finance department to yeah. actually explain that to you. Because it, it, for me, it, it just doesn't make sense for them to be interested in how much then your tenants are earning as opposed to how much they're paying you because that's how far it should go in my own understanding but hence i'm saying my understanding is quite limited in this regard Mm, but then mm. municipality would be able to actually expand further just so that you actually get satisfactory answers would that Mm. be okay sir yeah if you can get to a municipality because everything is via computer and email now and uh I'm too old to even know how those things work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> no, but just try to go to the um, um, uh, the, the customer service uh, center. Uh, they would be able to direct you, and I hope then uh, in uh, your area it's not a, as busy as some uh, in in the metropolitan uh, like city of Joburg or city of Tuane, because the queues can be quite long. Okay. Thanks a million. Thank you, sir. I'll let you know if anything happens. Yeah, please do. Is, informed. Thank you so much, Johnny. Really, really do appreciate it. Is there a body, Lionel, that you or an office or an institution you can go to when there are disputes on this? Because rebates is something that if you qualify, you're entitled to it. Yes. It's not a nice to have. You really are entitled to it. And should the municipality fail on its obligation... Uh, where can you lodge a dispute? You can go to the public protector's office. Uh, that's uh, point number one, where you can actually lodge a complaint with uh, with the respective municipality. And they would actually issue an acknowledgement letter with regard to what you com- your complaint uh, was all mm. about. And they would actually do further investigations in this regard. Uh, just then they would actually inform you uh, to, to say uh, what the outcome is going to be going forward. That is then... Uh, point number one but point number two if you do have the money or the financial muscle you can actually approach a lawyer who would then write a a letter to the uh, respective municipality and the legal department would actually uh, direct the uh, the letter to then the department that is actually in charge in this regard and get like feedback in terms of why they uh, they they, they refuse to grant you the, the rebates mm, and then mm. you take it further from there onwards. But I would say, please try to do it yourself. Build your own portfolio of evidence. Mm. Simply say that I've been to the municipality. I spoke to so and so on such and such a date at this time. And this is the feedback that I received. This is the email that I got back from mm. the municipality. So that when you go to the, uh, to the public protector, you can actually provide them mm, with that portfolio mm. of evidence. Then it becomes easier for you to actually uh, be uh, granted uh, savings from them. How far up within the municipal office should you go until you say, okay, this part of the process is exhausted. I'm now going to the public. You can go as far as the municipal manager's office. Right. And and, and you should be able to get access to the municipal manager. Of course. They, They work for you. 
they're supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lionel, your contact details for anybody that wants to get in touch on it's, this? Uh, FWC Egavas is an E G A V A S at gmail.com or Facebook Egavas Media. Uh, the cell phone number just escaped my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll do that next time. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for that, man. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you so much for your time. Really, really do appreciate it.